When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. I know we're all supposed to be despondent about the Vikings. But I'm despondent about the future of golf. Well, let me first say that the Vikings despondent. I couldn't be happier than a pig in slop. He's <laughs> a contrarian. Yeah, yes, he is. It's, it's really fun. But, yes, well, what we discovered about Bryson, Joe, mm-hmm. is that he hits it so far that he can hit it in the rough and still get to the greens. You know, he didn't hit any fairways. And no. he wins in the walk because he's so far down there. All he's got to do is take out a 63-degree wedge and hack it out of the grass, and it doesn't bother him a bit. Well, two things, a couple things. Roger Maltby, who I love dearly, yes, and who I think really misses his buddy Johnny Miller. Yes. But So they said, Rog, what do you think of this? Meaning this, this incredible performance we're witnessing. Mm-hmm. And Maltby desperately wanted to be candid. Mm-hmm. But he probably also wants to save his job. Sure, he said golf was never designed to take fairways out of play. Yes, oh, so so I, I you know I gave up when he was going to win it, but I didn't. Uh, that's he and I have the same uh, thought then, right? And, you know, but he then he modified his remarks and he said, "I'm I'm uh, I'm I'm growing to uh, like this. I find it very interesting." But what what I think he was really saying is, "What the hell is this monster doing?" There's no need to have fairways when he plays. No, no, unless he hits it behind a tree. McElroy, uh, McElroy said basically the same thing. He again was being charitable, congratulated him on all this, and he mm-hmm. said, "But he said you can't. This is not the way you win a U.S. Open. No, it, he, he, it was shocking to to the world's best players, uh, among whom is now Bryson DeChambeau. It was shocking what he did because he could just he just if it's a 375 yard hole. He's going to, and like you said, even if he's in the rough, he's going to chip on. He's going to get birdie yeah, or par. Yeah, he's going to hit a little wedge up there. Yeah. Here's my thought. Uh, you know, I always talk about when they tiger-proofed uh, the uh, golf course over in, uh, tried to tiger-proof the golf course over in Spain. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, Sergio had them grow rough in the middle of the fairway from 290 to 310, right? Mm-hmm. I think what you're going to have to do is start having four inches of rough like they have at the at the at the U.S. Open to about three hundred and ten yards, mm-hmm. and then grow weeds the rest of the way. Grow mm-hmm. weeds right up to the sand traps. You're wow. gonna you're gonna have to make it. You're gonna have to make it eight inches so they can't find their ball. Uh, otherwise, uh, you're you know that the he's he's made golf courses obsolete. Yeah, he absolutely. The yeah. conventional golf course as we know it is no longer needed. And Harding Park, uh, he didn't. He, he you know he was in contention. He played okay. That was they had more dog legs instead. You know trees and stuff like that that made it a little little funkier for him. But uh, he just basically overpowered wing foot, and which is supposed to be very hard to do. Great tests of golf, and nobody else could do it. 
But, uh, you know, he's not. Plus, it, his whole jargon when he's talking to his caddy, I feel sorry for his poor, poor caddy. Mm-hmm. He's got to pretend like he knows what the hell he's talking about when right. he's talking angles and degrees. And uh, uh, the cat, the, the, uh, the, I saw the caddy give him the wrong uh, wedge that one time. He said, uh, he said uh, 57, and he said, uh, that's a 63 when he gave him the wrong club or mm-hmm. something. But, uh, yeah, I don't know uh, what, what, what becomes of it, but uh, uh, that's, a, that's a wonderful quote from Roger Altby, Maltby because he's, he's saying succinctly what I was trying to say, that, mm-hmm. uh, you know, when you don't have to hit fairways and uh, you can still win the U.S. Open in a walk, there's a, and nobody else. You know, nobody else shot a low number, right? So what what do you do to uh, – because I always said, okay, the, these fairways that kind of slope towards the greens that you got to hit the middle of them? Yep. Well, he don't care. No. Nope. You know, he just hits it down there as far as he can and goes and finds it. He was six under. Matthew Wolf was even, and the rest of the field was over par. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that's how tough Wingfoot was. Well, here, here, he just, here's – He just – I think he, I think he showed up knowing he could do this too, don't you? Yeah. Here's a, the other thing I wonder. Tiger probably created legions of uh, monsters that he created. They saw this fit young guy who uh, was an incredible athlete, and the next time you turned around, they were all flat-bellied. Nobody mm-hmm. was smoking. They're all in gyms. <laughs> yes, right. They're all working out. Now, what in God's name is this guy? Are we all going to? Are they all going to be four hundred pounds from now on I and wonder. use a telephone pole to hit the ball? I wonder if uh, weightlifters are going to become the new. You know, basically these are the guys we've seen for 20 years on the ESPN long driving contest. Yes. You know, these, these Blutos that just uh, hit it as far as they can and try to keep it in the fairway. But even in the long in the long driving contest, you have to keep it on the field as it doesn't count, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you uh, The game's in trouble. There's no doubt about it when they're hitting it this far. And I, I can't imagine many people getting that large and being able to emulate him of course nobody ever emulated tiger really they did physically and everything but it took him a long time to catch up with him he was the best player in the world for 15 years but uh i i mean it's uh i don't know how you beat him unless it's a tree line golf course you know, the other thing we've been taught all our lives about golf is free your mind, empty your mind. Yeah, don't right. don't have Just any thoughts. Yeah, don't have right. any. This guy t- said one of his quotes was, "The more information I get, the better it is for me." Yes, yes. And it, how about a one eighty from Dustin? Yeah, I mean, there you here you have this guy who's a mathematician, statistical genius, taking on a guy who says. Okay, I think I'll hit a 180-yard wedge right up there. But, uh, you know, Dustin came back, played pretty good, ended up tied for sixth. But, man, alive, this is something. DeChambeau hit a 224-yard 8-iron. Yep. That's not – that's – what is this? No. (laughs) And I saw that – I saw that I was watching – when I was watching, I can't remember who it was. Uh, It wasn't him. But somebody was in the rough, two fifteen, and you know, pretty good in the rough, and said, "Give me the nine. <laughs> you know, yeah. What the hell? What is? I, yeah, I, it's. Uh, I don't get it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, it's. Uh, it, it, it's. It's unfortunate that we can't celebrate this guy. What's he going to do on a normal golf course? I don't know. Uh, you know, I think you're going to have to. Uh, the USGA is probably having a big meeting today, trying to figure out what they're going to do. But in Augusta, I mean, what he might do to Augusta is unbelievable. Although Augusta, even though the rough is not an issue, you can hit it be you can hit it behind trees easier than you could at Wingfoot. I think. So. Does this does this eliminate? Any future Corey Povins? What's his name? Corey, Corey, Pavin. Corey Pavin. You remember the remember the shot of his life at Chinnacock yeah, when he won the Open? A, it was a fairway yeah, wood. Yeah, fairway wood of jumping up there about two. I don't even know if it was two hundred. It might have been one ninety. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Or is it like baseball where it's a juiced ball? Are we using juiced? Well, they do no. have juiced balls. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I mean, but the but the ball keeps everybody's playing the same one, and it keeps 
the ball keeps getting better and better. And Jack, uh, Jack has always complained about a lot of them have complained about the ball. But I think it's you know Jim Cott talking about home runs uh, with us last year, all the home runs. Everybody talking about the juice ball, but the bat is now like a, a stick of dynamite. You know, it's just a rock. They mm-hmm. break two bats a year instead of two a week. Mm-hmm. And uh, same in golf. The the instrument and the ball is better, and now the athletes are better. And it's, uh, you know, you can they what what they what do they say, Joe? They've added like four hundred yards of wing foot since the last time they were there. Mm-hmm. Didn't make any difference. No, not to him. No. Yeah, it was. Uh, I, I wonder if the youth will be fascinated by this guy. I don't know. I, I mean, I, well, just because he's a big. Uh, so, oh, yeah, big, hit it 100 miles and go. He takes on. too long, too. He takes too long to play. Well, that's because he's coming he's, up with. He's got to read 15 documents before each shot. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. God it is. Uh, yeah, it, it'll be. You know, he was the first guy, first good player a year ago, not this year, to commit to the 3M Open. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? uh, Hollis did not get him back this year, and it'll probably get very difficult to get him back. But uh, I think he is the kind of guy. That on the weekly events he shows up for, mm-hmm. he's going to draw crowds if, when, oh, yeah. when they start letting people back on because they're going to want to go, ooh, look at that. What, what kind of reception would New York crowds have given to him and Wolf with that little curtsy he does? I got to think you would have heard some of the funniest stuff of your life. Yeah, they would have been ready for them. Hey, but, Alice. Uh, hey, Alice. Uh, <laughs> your sister play. Beth Page, man. Oh, yeah. I, was, uh, I never had so much fun in my life. Uh, they were teasing uh, Sergio about his waggles. They were counting mm-hmm. the waggles mm-hmm. on the sideline. And then who was he dating? He was dating the tennis. Martina? Martina, the yeah. tennis, tennis. Hingis, right? Hingis, yeah. Hingis, and they were, hey, somebody yelling at him. Somebody was, some tennis player was better looking Martina. than Martina. You know, <laughs> yes. Rookie and, and, and uh, Chris, you have that on the board. You have that fan from New York on the board yeah. talking about Sergio. Uh, yeah. Do a search under Sergio. Okay, yeah. gotcha. Or just I, go to the sports uh, page on Joe, the board. It's all, it's all been wiped now. out. But they, you haven't been in the building in a while. They, yeah. uh, <laughs> they absolutely uh, drove him nuts. I mean, he was like, Hale was there in, two, I told you last week, 1984. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wingfoot, first time I saw taunting on the golf course. I hadn't seen drunken college students yelling crap at, at golfers before that 84 when they. Who won it on the 84? I know Hale Fuzzy. Irwin won it in 74. Fuzzy, Fuzzy won it. Fuzzy That's beat Norman, believe, remember? Hale yeah. Irwin was a defending champ, and they were chanting, play white balls at him till the point oh, that he got. He was playing the yellow balls, and they. Uh, and then. Remember Fuzzy waved the towel of surrender, and then Greg Norman hit it over the bleachers, and they ended up in a playoff, and Fuzzy beat him the next day, right? Hey, Sergio, you know Venus kicked Martina's ass. Yeah, Venus (laughs) Venus. kicked Martina's ass. (laughs) (laughs) That was it, yeah. Very clever New York fan. They were on him, though. The the real fans were on him about Martina, too, when he was... uh, yeah, you know, when he was counting his waggles. And, of course, that was Monty when they told him what impressive breasts he had every time he got <laughs> to Yo, Give me the ball. Autograph the ball for me. Yeah, you're all right. Cheney <laughs> oh, <yeah>. sucks. <laughs> How about that payout, though? 2.25. Yeah. Where is golf going to uh, stop? Hell, who would I see? Uh, Dustin finished. Tied for six and got 440, I think. Yeah, there was right. about three of them there. Dustin, well, the runner-up got over a mil. Yeah. Yeah, Matthew Wolf, 1.35. Your oost, Susan. Where's the money come from? Because well, the ratings, the TV ratings aren't that good. I don't you know. know. There's, I mean, unless, I mean, the world, I think, is probably forgetting about Eldrick. But uh, what do you think he thinks when he watches this? You know? Elder, you know, he's sad-eyed Eldrick out there, man, hitting it, you know, having to hit a three-wood to keep it. Because if he gets it in the rough, he can't, he can't hack it out of the rough like and this guy. And he's strong. Can. He's strong. He, he is. Just, nobody's as strong as this guy. Man, he looks sad. He yeah, looks he sad. The sad eyes. Yeah. What was? The, I didn't watch. What was Ricky Fowler's problem? He fell down. He's a fraud. Not very good. He's a fraud. <laughs> okay. Well, he's got the pole vaulter to worry about now too. Yeah. She's probably I'll distracting. Take your mind off of golf. Allison yeah. Stocky, I believe, yeah. isn't it? We Ooh. all understand. Oofta. She would have been 
very high draft choice in the world That's right. pole vault league, the right. WPBL we that you and I were going to start. Yep. Yes, it would have been. Uh, it would have. Well, well, that just was one back more. in the day where uh, a guy could have, uh, occasionally utter a chauvinistic comment, but uh, yes, you don't uh, want to be doing that anymore. No, no. But just yeah. think of all these great players who are small. Justin Thomas. I don't oh, know yeah. what's wrong with Jordan Spieth. He's disappearing oh, from God. the face of the earth. Yeah, but he, he'd be giving this guy 100 yards. 100 I mean, Roy McElroy, you go find his comments. Uh, he was struggling. He said, I, I can't, I'm shocked. I can't believe what I saw. Yeah. If you would have told me that a guy was going to win the Open here without hitting fairways, I would have said, not a chance. No way. Not a chance. Yep. And well, all these guys are completely smaller than Deshaun. And, and this is a guy who, with the greatest power form of any golfer, even more so than Tiger, because he's smaller than Tiger, Rory had the greatest approach to hitting a ball 300 yards of anybody and now he's you know playing with this guy and and saying no you know what nothing i can do right it's amazing but the other thing about rory is he can't putt no and that's the other thing DeShambo can he mm-hmm. can putt yeah I mean, well here's the other thing he's brought to golf hitting the ball straight mm-hmm you know, everybody either hits a little fade or a little draw, one of the two. He hits it. They said the one ball that he hit, uh, like 330 or something, was four feet off dead center when it landed. It had never moved more than four feet. <laughs> so he just did it. He hits it straight, which mm-hmm. is he hits it where he aims it. He doesn't have to. That's the thing, you know, like, you know, I had some very nice 180, 200-yard drives, but they only went 110 because they were going sideways, right? <laughs> he, yep. If he hits it 360, it goes 360. That's right. Because, it, you know, it, it doesn't have to draw. It doesn't have to fade. So I was listening to something in Q. Did you guys mention uh, Danny Lee? Yes, at all? No. no. Do you know what I'm talking about? Uh, no. So, Ruck, you're going to love this. So he's lining up for a four-foot par. I think okay. I don't. I think he's still an amateur. I don't think he's. Uh, anyway, he missed it. Yeah. Goes about a foot and a half past the hole. Lines up, tries to hit it back, misses yeah. again. No. Nine. He ended up oh, getting no. a nine after this initial putt was for par. He missed it about. He just melted down. I think then. a couple of them were a little intentional because well, he got frustrated and, with himself. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, it's, I'm Did that happen to Ernie Els once at the Masters? Did you see? Uh, missing about six one. or seven times. You have the sports section from the Star yes, Trombone. I, I gotta read this. I gotta show rookie this video. Where'd I put my glasses? Oh, no, I got them on. <laughs> the safety man. I usually have them laying on the Where floor in front of me. Where the hell are my glasses? Feeling around. <laughs> Jason Day asked, "What is the toughest stretch of Wingfoot?" I Walking to the first tee, you have to play the 18 holes. Right. <laughs> Pretty good quote from another guy who's been made obsolete. Yep. That's the thing. There, J- Justin Thomas is obsolete. Roy McIlroy is obsolete. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Now, this guy, will, he'll, he'll hit it so wild some weekend. You know, he's only, how many times he won this oh. year? Two? I don't know. I don't know. One handful of times. We can root against him. So. Yeah. Oh my God! He just gave up. I'm just showing the video. Rookie, the video the... He just basically he had he had effort putts. Two <laughs> he was putting like me. Effort. I don't care if it goes That's, in. You know, you don't see the guys give you that public meltdown anymore, which used to be the great part of golf. When, oh. You know, when, uh, you know, as I always said, I used to throw my clubs until I figured out I should do that when I hit a good shot. (laughs) (laughs) In celebration. Did I bring this one back of my my brother's great comment when he was playing with me one day? Did I already tell this one? I don't think so. Where it was Pat Thompson and my my, uh, brother were teamed against Augie and I (laughs) out at Edenvale, which is now Bent Creek. Mm-hmm. And uh, I missed a couple, three short putts and took my putter and threw it up, really <laughs> burned it up, and it went in this tree, way up in this tree, like 30 feet right. up a big tree right. over the green. And, and they were all looking up there, and Michael said, Pat, that one ain't coming down. We're in trouble now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you did tell us. Because <laughs> yeah. yeah. he's going to... 
You know, he's going to have to use something else right. to putt with. And that's that's when I told you I was using Denny Lean's club to throw him in the tree trying to get my putter. <laughs> <laughs> that's a friendship when a guy lets you use his clubs to throw him in the tree. To oh, he woke up and said, what? wait, wait a minute. What are you doing? This, mine. <laughs> this isn't working out. How's Lean doing? I haven't seen him in years. I've talked to him this summer. I haven't seen him, but he's great. He's great. Is, he, is he over in Wisconsin or where is no, he at? Lake Illinois. Right? Is he playing golf or not? Oh, yeah, yeah. He had those babies late in life, though. He had to kind of change his behavior, right? Oh, they only got the one. Oh, kid. okay. But uh, came came along, you know. You want you want to get him out of the way young, damn it. No, <laughs> that's I, right. As a guy that had his kids a little bit later, I think that's oh, the right. Okay. That's the right, right. move. Oh, okay. That's the right move. What are you going to do about your Vikings, Patrick? <laughs> <laughs> Laugh. Yeah. Uh, You're rubbing off on me, by the way. I told you this earlier, but I was howling in my living room yesterday watching that game. Oh God. Uh, well, I said this earlier, but, you know, Paul Allen is a very successful local radio host mid-mornings on, oh, yeah. on uh, KFXN, tears it up. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's the greatest panderer to his audience I've ever heard. He's wonderful as far as sports is concerned. But listening to him on the radio in the fourth quarter of a game where the Vikings are getting their ass kicked, pretty hard not to giggle. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty funny, I'll tell you that, because his suppressed depression is uh, is is uh, pretty hysterical. It's trying to somehow maintain all his friendships while uh, while telling us they're just just giving us a minor hint as to how bad they reek is <laughs> pretty good. But this quarterback, Joe, they have him on the hook. For Judd came up with these numbers, seventy-six million, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know how much is guaranteed, but if they were to let him go at the end of this year, mm-hmm. the cap hit next year thirty-one million. Wow! So they can't do that. Then the year after that, twenty some, twenty million. Mm-hmm. And uh, and isn't until the third year of the oh. new deal. By the this is a he had a year left on his contract, so he's got three more years. And then the third year it would be ten million. So the wow. idea that uh, you're going to tank for Trevor and have this guy uh, costing you thirty million, woofta! But that's if they cut him, correct? They could trade him, and I don't think. Well, who in God's want, name yeah. is going to trade for him? We'll he's a journeyman. Somebody. At best, he's a journeyman. Oh God, isn't he? I don't mean to I be don't uncharitable. Know. He's, he's okay. You know, yeah. I tell you what, garbage time Hall of Fame. Yeah, unbelievable. His his, his quarterback rating is. 12 for the first three quarters and 120 for the fourth. Well, what was your stat that Chris Long had? Uh, Chris Long said that if you spike the ball on every play, you have a a passer rating of 39 because you don't throw any interceptions. His was 15 yesterday. You know, without fans and off to an 0-2 start, I I just find it very easy to... Just not pay much attention. Well, plus yesterday I was more interested in golf than I was yeah, football. Yeah. It would be fun, however, to hear the crowd next week uh, when they, if they were home, and uh, as as Kirk come running came, came running into the huddle, we would have. Uh, I can't remember the last time we would have heard. Can something I like order that. one of those cardboard cutouts of me booing cousins? <laughs> Can I do that? Is that allowed to do? That noise. Carson Carson Wentz got booed in Philadelphia, and there was nobody in the stands. So yeah. the, the play the kid running the radio is going to be in trouble. <laughs> Oh, did he? Did he yeah. put? Yeah. <laughs> oh, when he threw that stupid interception yeah. down near the bottom back. Boy, uh, what happened to him, by the way? He's he's a very wonderful physical athlete, but I I think he throws a lot of dumb passes. But was it is it the knee injury? Because before he hurt his knee, he was he doing really good. A lot. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the hell it is, but uh, it it is uh, it is to see growing adults. I mean, this is not like 22-year-old college kids upset that the Gophers lost to Wisconsin. These are like 60-year-old successful people who let these guys, the Vikings, cause the misery, which I find hysterical. Mm -hmm. Um, As we say, Joe, you and I can both agree on this. Anybody who tells you they love the Vikings, you can just say that's because you haven't met them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, although right. not as bad now as they were, I mean they're they're 
fairly good. How about Stefan Diggs? Though? They let him go, and he's killing it up in da- Buffalo, of all places. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's uh, Did I see, by the way, uh, Chipper covered both the, the game in Indy, and he went to the Notre Dame football yeah, game? Yeah, he was dry. Well, he was in Wrigley on Friday night, Chip, and then he uh, went to South Bend yesterday to see a game with, uh, I mean, Saturday, Saturday. with... Uh, no, with they they let twenty five hundred fans or five thousand into Notre Dame Stadium for a fifty six old route of South Florida, and then he then he went to Indianapolis. Okay. Yeah, Indianapolis had some fans too, right? Five thousand, twenty five hundred. Oh, I think yeah, I can't remember. 5, I can't remember so. exactly. And but uh, yeah, that was uh, that was pretty pathetic. Did you see Zim's quote though? Well, I can this, imagine. I can this guess is one to write down. Yeah. I told the team we can't start winning until we stop losing. Oh, that's Denny Green like. <laughs> yeah, except when Denny was saying that stuff, he was just doing it to see the confused looks on our faces. Uh, I think Zim thought it had carried some meaning. So, well, now they got an undefeated. Who's coming to town? Tennessee. Tennessee. Who's they're two okay? They're not great, but they're okay. But they got a great. Story: This Ryan Tannehill was like a kick-around quarterback that uh, uh, they let that they they benched their number one draft choice Mariota last year and let him start playing, and he ended up taking him to the conference final. He played great, and now he's um, playing. I good. think that when when you don't do things you want to do, you know, either <laughs> I'm not teaching it the right way, or it's not understood the right way, or we're not able to do it the right way. Got it. Huh? Okay. I got it. That okay. makes perfect sense yeah, to that me. Makes, yeah. Yeah, that, makes, <laughs> that makes more sense than what Zim said yesterday. But that's uh, Well, we have no evidence to think they're going to beat Tennessee. Oh, God, no. They're, uh, they're one-and-a-half-point underdogs uh, at home, and that seems modest. I got a hunch. If you watch the number this year, it'll, this week, it'll probably go up Has the uh, Has the betting line, do they still give three-and-a-half points for the home team, even though there's no no fans? I bet they give less, probably, maybe just a couple. Because there something. is no advantage for playing at home. No, there's not. No, no. That's, uh, although, as A-Rod said... Oh boy! Yesterday, it's it's it, you're just more comfortable playing at home. That's why the Twins don't want to play in Yankee Stadium, according to A. Rod, because uh, they're just more comfortable at home. <laughs> that right field fence that's 280 feet away might have something to do yeah. with it too. A. Rod, you <laughs> dummy! God, is he a dummy? Are they going to end up playing the Yankees? Yep. Oh, Pretty well word. a given. <laughs> Pretty well a given. Oh. If they run the table, and the Yankees, so if they go five and zero oh on this last homestand. Uh, and the Yankees lose once, then the Yankees would have to come here. They'd still be big underdogs, but not as huge underdogs as they're going to be in Yankee Stadium just because of the geography of uh, the place. Uh, Yankee Stadium is so easy to hit home runs. That, uh, I don't know. What would you think of our uh, first base, our third baseman telling us that uh, all the umpires, uh, none of the umpires try and they just want to get the game over with uh, Donaldson? That's uh, that that's going to play well with the He's, he, he keeps big, digging himself a deeper yes, hole. Yes, he had himself a nice hole. He hits a home. You know what? If I'm a ball player and the umpire gives me a bad pitch and I hit the next one, a screaming line drive home run, mm-hmm. I'm happy as a clam, man. I just <laughs> run back to the dugout and say, what do you think of me now? Yeah. Instead of kicking dirt all over the place. What a rocket. Ten-week football season. Begins yes. September 28 with six regular season games. The postseason is yet to be determined. This is the Minnesota State High School League they will, reporting. Uh, if you if you, if you, pa- if you if you keep advancing, you can play ten games. Then uh, they what? I would imagine you play a six-game season. By the way, not giving them a lot of time to prepare here, right? You start practicing on the twenty-eighth, which is what day of the week? No, no. The season begins September twenty-eighth. Yeah, but that's not a game. That's practice. The uh, first games are October 9th or tenth. The twenty-eighth oh. is a week from today. Yeah. Okay. So. So okay. there's only going to be week six games today. in the regular season. Six games in the regular season. Four weeks of playoffs? They're going to have to trim the number of teams in the playoffs that they're actually you know, competing for the championship. They will probably let these other schools who don't make the tournament uh, play keep playing games if they want to on their home fields. But uh, let's see. Six weeks has got us to the middle of November. Uh, I don't think there's a lot of 
if you got a bad, if you got a one and five team that doesn't make the tournament, and it's now Thanksgiving weekend and it's twenty three degrees, they probably don't want to play any more games. So no. anyway, volleyball start too volleyball, starting yeah. up, yeah, yeah. and uh, which it was always ridiculous to not play volleyball, but uh, they were basing that on uh, they said indoors is more uh, risky than outdoors. Except uh, you know, I think they were just doing it because they. They killed off football, and they wanted to kill off a women's a women's sport too to make it look more uh, equitable. So, well, here's what I always want to know when something like this happens: What's different today nothing. than a month ago? What's nothing. different? They, well, in in college football, they're saying this this you know instant testing now, right, is mm-hmm. much better. Well, you think the high schools in the state of Minnesota can afford daily testing? Mm-mm. I don't think so. Ain't no money in the budget for that. I can tell no, you right now. There's right. nothing. Uh, there's nothing. As far as the high schools are concerned, there's nothing different except everybody around them is playing. You know, and I don't know. They're they're saying that there's 1,700 positive tests in high school athletics around the state of Minnesota, but no hospitalizations or anything because they're youth. So uh, I don't know. Hey. Nothing's really changed. It's just it's just that uh, everybody else is doing it, so they decided to start playing. Is tonight the first game in the new Vegas stadium? <clears throat> yes, which would be kind of sad that it's they're not letting anybody in in Nevada. I don't right? believe so. Is no. that an open stadium? No, That's I don't a dome? think so. It, yeah, it, it's covered. It's got enough glass where it appears as though it'll left, you know, is, let sunshine is, uh, in. I drove it, by it back in It's not retractable, huh? No. For, so for $2 billion, you can't get retractable? Well, I think they did. They specifically didn't want it. They wanted to have it set up similar to U.S. Bank where it had that outside feel to it. But could you imagine I hate playing watch, the, I hate watching on TV those games that are partial, the, uh, partial sun, sunlight part, and stuff. That drove me nuts yesterday. Last night, the Rams game was... Uh, the, the 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 in the in the new LA stadium it was drove me well, crazy. Well, it's like the old Texas stadium too, where they didn't yeah. put the dome on it and they got those horrible shadows. Where mm-hmm. we were watching the game outside, I wasted three hours of my life sitting outside watching on the TV. It was even more difficult to see. Joe, these absolute tremendous edifices that are being built. The one in LA cost two and a half billion, I think, the stadium, mm-hmm. and Cronky played for paid for most of it, but uh, the Walmart guy, but. Uh, what, what, what becomes of them if sports are never the same after this pandemic is over? What becomes of these places? What becomes of the Twins next year when uh, there's either a limited capacity or 50% of your fan base doesn't want to go to games and stand next, sit next to each other? What, or what, get mugged going downtown yeah, to Target yeah, well, Field. I mean, you know, you're going to have to get a few uh, people in the, you know, you're going to have to get a few security guards in those, uh, in the ramps too. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, uh, the future of sports in this country is very intriguing. Well, the answer is how long will the poll ads, just to keep it local, how long will they choose to, to fund it? Yeah, well, this year they had, we're going to have a $140 million payroll, uh, which would be an all-time record, because they thought they had a chance to win it. Well, with the amount of money they're going to lose this year, I I would guess it'll be closer to 100 next year, and that's that's stretching it, too. You know, I mean, with their their projected revenue from what they thought they were going to bring in this year to what they will bring in next year, even if their plan is going to be way, way lower by you know, dozens of millions of well, dollars. Because you've lost everything. You've lost ticket revenue. You've mm-hmm. lost uh, yeah, sponsorships. Leader, uh, sweets. Yeah. Sweets, you know. How'd you like to try yeah. and sell a sweet today? You got yeah. that candy salesman out there, right? He's yeah. trying to sell those sweets. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I knew, I I knew that's week. what he thought. First thing I thought last week, why is he a K- worried about a candy salesman? <laughs> what a dumbass. God. That's what you bring. You're like Joey D. That's what you bring to the table. Blurting. That's what you bring to the table. That's whatever. Don't think about it. Just say it. That's 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 the secret of your success. Speaking of that, like the woman at the at the uh, like when you're talking to the passengers with Sun Country who have just seen. uh, A woman naked from the waist down. Yes, I saw that yesterday. You said, you know, you think. 
I should tell these people we're going to charge extra. And, the couple, and a lot of people would say, don't do that. But you said I it. Do it anyway. You got to no. laugh. So That's you know, right. Normally we charge extra for that, but you got, you got a freebie today. So. <laughs> you know, speaking <laughs> of uh, See, you got you to just blurt her out. Yeah. Speaking of blurting and just kind of saying what comes to your mind, uh, our president had a few words about oh, uh, selection of Amy Coney Barrett to replace RBG. Have we already done that? Uh, why don't you just take a few minutes yeah, or yeah, take yeah. a minute and listen. I'm proud to announce that... I am nominating oh. very strongly to the Supreme Court for quick approval. They call it confirmation, okay? <laughs> Amy Coney Barrett, the ACB, okay? You got to know your ACBs. You go to school, you know that. And she is a dedicated jurist. I thought she was Catholic, but she's, apparently she's jurist. Very happy. Yam Yam Kapur. Yeah. Hopefully she has a good uh, Ronald Shana and a great Yam Kapur. Yes, they say she's a jurist, but I think she's also Catholic. So she can do both. You can do both, right, Mike? You can. You go both ways. So we know that. But she's a great judge. It was between her and a very qualified Cuban lady, and I was waiting for the Cuban lady to show up. Amy Coney Barrett showed up and said, "Sir." And I said, you've got what it takes. She called me, sir. So I said, you're at the top of the list. And she looked good. And she was so strong and, and sort of well put together. And I was waiting for the Cuban lady and she never showed up. The only person that showed up was a cleaning lady came in to my office. And I handed her the garbage and she said, no, I'm not here for that. And I said, I don't speak Spanish. And she left. So the Cuban judge who we, were, we thought was going to be a top contender. She never showed up, but Amy Coney Barrett. Okay, and I love the fact that she's got the three names. You know, because I've done tremendous work as president. So many deaths. Okay, so many deaths. 200,000 and counting, by the way. Sleepy Joe didn't do that. And every serial killer has the three names. You know? John Wayne Gacy. John Wilkes Booth. Remember him? Lincoln was so weak. Who gets killed by an actor? So the liberal, pathetic, vegan actors. They couldn't get me. And Amy Coney Barrett, when she gets rid of Obamacare and all that, she's going to probably have the most deaths of anybody. So we love the three names, strong Catholic jurist, and we'll see what happens. Uh, the, his oh. previous one this week, this was an act, actually an extra special, but he... Uh, he was uh, complaining about the uh, 1619, you know, he was yeah. the, the 1619. Did you hear that one? I did not. And he said, uh, yeah, well, I know all about the 1619. My good friend uh, Jeffrey Epstein used to say that uh, <laughs> nope, the 1619, nope. that they, uh, nope. that they, uh, find they, it, Reeves. They, they are 16, but they look 19. <laughs> <laughs> I just love that he captures this wandering, rambling <laughs> thoughts that pop into his mind. I got to hear that one. That one's a little Hands loud. her the trash and says, I don't, I don't speak, speak Spanish. <laughs> I'm not here for that. <laughs> i tell you what. If I was running the Democratic National Convention back when they had it, he would have been. I would have had him. Featured this guy? I would have had him do a little send-up every night. Oh but uh, All right. I think I found it. It's last week's. Here yeah. we go. This one's a little uh, So, yes, edge. we're starting the National Commission on Patriotic Education, okay? Mm. We're going to get rid of the fake history. We're calling it the 1776 Commission, okay? Because that's when our great country started. Not any other dates that people want to put out there. And believe me, we're going to have such strong education, such great sort of learning. The learning. The learning that, you know, kids want to learn. They want to do great learning. Our teachers, some of these are great people. They want to do great teaching. That's when you teach, you do the teaching. But we're not going to have any fake history. So we're going to learn about slavery. Oh, we're not going to. We're going to learn the real story about slavery. Every day after the national anthem, and you're going to stand for it so fast, <laughs> and after daily prayer, okay, we will play Britney Spears, I'm a Slave for You, <laughs> all our schools, oh and that, that will teach you sort of an important lesson oh about my slavery, gosh. okay? It's not all bad. 
You know, you can have sort of a sexy dance with a snake. That's very sort of historical because it happened many years ago. She's old now. But that was when she was sort of on that, you know, how old is she? I want to make sure before I invite her to a party. So you, you get it. And history books are going to still be great history books, but we're going to replace all the sort of fake history with the Bill O'Reilly killing series. You're going to learn such great history from that. So those will be the textbooks. And there won't be, excuse me, no 16, 19 project. I bet you want that, don't you? You want that. But we're done talking about the 16, 19 project. It's total fake history. Instead, every school that wants federal funds, okay, you want fe- I'll take them so fast your head would spin. <laughs> but if they want our great, strong federal funds, every history department has to have a 16 to 19 project dedicated to Jeff Epstein, (laughs) my great friend, who was so big into the... You know, that was the original 16, 19 project. He would say, get me some 16-year-olds who maybe look like they're 19 so nobody gets suspicious. (laughs) Wow. Yeah. uh, Anyway, that was... uh, how do you like our boy up there at Bemidji as he's rambling along, decides yeah. to do an ode to Robert E. Lee? I didn't get that. Yeah. <laughs> if it hadn't been for Gettysburg, which, by the way, half the Minnesota troops died at. Was, they, they, they saved Gettysburg. Yeah, yeah, they saved our ass at yeah. Gettysburg. Oh. That was a, Robert E. I, you know, writing a speech for him must be difficult because I, I don't think he fi- – I, I got a hunch – the original speech had nothing to do with Robert E. Lee, right? right? right Probably right. not. It no, goes really off not. on a tangent. It was hysterical. It was hysterical. At least we all paused for a lot of reverence for the death of uh, Ruth uh, Ginsburg. RBG? Yeah, RBG. Yeah. We, we didn't start arguing, uh, what, what 20, 25 minutes? We, I think we waited at least, at least 25 minutes. 25 yeah. minutes before we started. Uh, she uh, was a hell of a gal, huh? By all accounts, she yep. accomplished quite a bit. Damn. Very small woman. Very small. Oh, yeah, was she? Very I was telling. Small. I was. I wonder how. Woman. I wonder if she was a good baker like Marjorie, because she reminds me of Marjorie. Yeah, size. She's not yeah. a big girl. No, but not Marjorie hanging in there. Way to go, Marjorie. Way oh, yeah. to go, man. Yeah. How about our guy? Speaking of uh, older folks, how about our guy Sid? The other day, he lauded uh, Kevin Warren, the uh, former Viking president and the new commissioner of the Big Ten who couldn't have screwed up the whole football thing more if he tried. He lauded him for his his absolute astute leadership in the Big Ten. And I said, man alive, 74 years in the business, and Sid has finally gotten into parody. <laughs> <laughs> He's finally throwing out a little Just sarcasm. Well, right we, were, uh, we were talking about how... Uh, how long the Viking season might be this year? Because they're not going to be a very good team. Uh, Anthony Barr, what? Anthony Barr is out for the season with a torn pectoral muscle. So you Ooh. just not only do you not have your best defensive player in Daniil Hunter, you just lost your second best defensive. You player. You think so? I think Kendricks is better. Well, yeah, probably. Although Kendricks missed a lot of tackles this year. But that's not good for a team that, uh, boy. No, you know what. That always sounds like it hurts, doesn't it, Joe? I don't yes. have pectoral muscles, but if I did, I don't think it'd like right. to be torn. Right. It'd, it'd, it'd be very uncomfortable. I'd want them intact. Yes. It'd be t- tough to breathe. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, that that game, by the way, as vicious as that game is, the number of people that have gotten hurt in the first two weeks is unprecedented. Mm-hmm. San Francisco, which has got a great team, basically got wiped out yesterday. They got their two best defensive linemen. They're uh, they they got uh, the quarterbacks hurt. The uh, who else got hurt? Uh, one of their other big oh, time players. Oh, Mostert, their running back. Yeah, Mostert, who's like came out of nowhere last year and was fantastic. They basically got wiped out yesterday. Who's this Chargers quarterback that almost beat Mahomes at his own game? He was a transfer from LSU. I can't remember. Went up to Oregon, I believe. And I know he went up to Oregon and had a had a great career up there, but he wasn't the he was kind of a early earlier pick than people thought, but he uh he's a big strong looking dude. I think he started at LSU and transferred when they went to Joe Burrow, but I might be wrong. 
Uh, well, he took to it. They, it that that game went to overtime, didn't it? Mm-hmm. Before Kansas City won. Yes. Yeah. 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 And uh, Pat, they, I'm seeing he played four years at Oregon. Really? Yeah. I thought he transferred. I did too, but I. I oh, he might have transferred without using up any of his ability. I don't know. Maybe sure. I'm wrong. Yeah, I, I, I'm not an expert on college. But football. didn't he beat Wisconsin in the Rose Bowl? Didn't they play Wisconsin last year in the Rose Bowl? Yeah, the was Oregon it last Ducks? year. I, I don't think know. so. I can't remember. Hey, the great thing I think the great thing about college football this year is. Did we get rid of all the second-rate bowl games? Oh, boy. Not the Beefo Brady Bowl. I, I don't know if we're going to play all the second-rate bowl games or not. That was always my favorite part of being Because the on, regular season gets open so, over so damn late. that uh, my, my favorite part of you know the old days on the radio was when we would carry all the bowl games, and Joe would ask, what the bleep is the Beefo Brady Bowl? <laughs> I don't know, Joe, but where it's on right here. <laughs> the uh, shopping center that's near our the the um, tiny little condo in Fort Myers mm-hmm. has a Beefo Brady's in it. Really? But I haven't, I haven't gone in yet. It's kind of a what uh, 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 a modestly priced uh, sports bar type. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. a nice chain. I've yeah. been in that one, Pat. Really? Isn't that? Isn't there a hotel right there uh that we stayed at no 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 that's a different uh this, oh, this, one's, the beef O'Brady's? this one's right next to uh <laughs> this one right this one is right next to the Publix where i've had through two thrills mm-hmm. mookie bets saw mookie shopping before sure, he became okay. the wealthiest man in baseball okay and louis tiant with the unlit cigar that was Winston Churchill asked. Yeah, oh, it was unbelievable. He, oh, he was famous for his long, okay. long cigars, and uh, he came rolling in because he comes to Red Sox uh, workout. It, you know, he's oh. a special assistant at right. Red Sox. Is camp. that the same Publix that you went to to find bananas and then had to tweet out, yes. what the bleep are these? Yeah, I peeled my banana, and it was like a rock. Turned out to be a plantain. <laughs> Never even heard of plantains. No. I don't speak you got to boil them, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm not like, here for that. I'm like Trump. I don't, uh, I don't speak Spanish. I don't speak Spanish either. <laughs> the whole idea of plantains a, a potato, right? I don't know. That's just a I don't plan. Speak Spanish I don't know. Let's look it up. You know, instead of getting a plantain, why don't you get a potato? Yeah. You know? <laughs> What's wrong with a potato? <laughs> Well, you're a guy upset because somebody went raspberry picking. Yes, I am. <laughs> they're a member of the banana family. Yes. Yeah, but they're, they're very, very different. They need to be cooked, though. They need to be cooked yes. before eating. They need. Well, first of all, to get the peeling off them, you gotta. You need a hatchet to I get need the a peeling. It's I a plantain peeler. Hey, I got a question <laughs> for you. You're kind of a nursery guy. You're kind of a growth in the yard. You you monitor I can't wait trees and stuff, about. right? Me? Yes. Well, yeah. Let's go to the nursery. Get so, some mums. not really. But you like, you, know, maybe, you like a nice lilac. I like a good tree. Okay, so we got rid of this silver maple piece of crap. That we had, you know, with the yeah. the roots that are yeah, above ground, yeah, yeah. and they drop all this crap. Helicopters, yeah. yeah not heli, the little red beads. Yeah, that, yeah that, I know what you're talking about. I mean, about. we got rid of that. cost me two grand, but we got rid of it. This is about eight years ago. So we we planted this tree that we spent a 1000 for the tree, so it had some growth to it. And this thing is a wonderful tree. Yep. And usually... For seven years, the leaves have been hanging in there till November. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, she's starting to change colors Uh-oh. already Uh-oh. and dropping a few leaves. What's the deal? Dryness? I think you're Joe, just fine. I, th- Go I think you're going to be good. Uh, no, uh, where's Freddie? We I need think Freddie. That, that could be an oxygen deprivation uh, <laughs> from the dry conditions in yeah. your backyard. Yeah. Where's the producer that worked on that show? Front yard. Where's the producer that worked on that show for 15 years and doesn't know doesn't jack know. bleep about it? I'm very ner- I love that tree because it, it's it's a success. Yeah, it's, it's a growing, it's growing success. Moving, yep. Meanwhile, what kind is it? About two thirty. That's a big. <laughs> 
it's a, it's a big tree with leaves on it. Yep, but it, but it started as a Good. semi-colored it's a big one. Leaf, but it's it's a very healthy, wonderful and, tree, and no crap drops out of it is the yeah. secret. And Joe, it's a he crapless has, tree. He yeah. has his hands extended to show yes. you yes. the like size of the tree. Like he was catching stuff? Yeah. Yes, the size of the tree. It's, just, it's really big like this. Yes, it's, it's, it's a big tree. And it's growing, and it's and wonderful. It's, he raises and, his hand uh, up as, it's, as if to grow right, right away. Here, right up here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, in the backyard, oh, yeah. we got rid of a bunch of bushy, little, uh, sloppy tree hedges type okay. of thing. And we planted five smaller, we, what do I say? Right, yeah. The I'll wife order. You're out there with the shovel. Yeah. Planted over there. Well, five of them, I don't know what it costs, with little bushes in front of them. And I, I watered, cheap. I had a $407 water bill. Oh, my God. You know, keep trying to keep this stuff wet. And uh, one of them deader than a doornail. Oh. One of them, you know, another one that's very iffy to be back next year. Looks like the Charlie Brown Christmas yeah, tree. Yeah, and... one of them. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a, you know, we have not had a lot of luck with real planting crap in the backyard. Well, as long as you didn't water it with pool water that's got you know chlorine in it, yeah, that'll Well, there could be right? some pool water that's trying to get out oh, and underneath into the, into the roots there. But uh, anyway, pool though, Joe. Uh, let's see what day is today. Monday, last Thursday, the Christmas for all pool owners. Mm-hmm. Closed her, down. her up and put Closed the her up. top on her. Yeah, no bills until next May. That's good. That's good. <laughs> Tell you then, roll her open next May and go, what is this going to cost yes, me this year? Yes, right. This year, no big expenses, no major parts. That's fantastic. No, no lawnmowers no. going through it doing yard work? No. Maybe that cleaned it right that out. That worked out good, though, because we got a new liner out of it. And, uh, it's, there you uh, go. You know, it's, it's in good shape. So, anyway, pool, it was a good year for the pool. The yeah. $2,500 dive will never be <laughs> equated, though. Well worth the price. That's when we used to be wacky. That's when we were wacky. That's when you'd set the phone down and jump off the diving board for the show. That was dedication. <laughs> that yeah. was show prep. Even, yes, and that that's was, right. You know, you were egged on by your radio partner that said, hey, go ahead and well, dive yeah. in there, will you? That was an impressive. I was full-figured then, too. That was, yeah. uh, that was, a, that was a good-sized splash. Half the pool emptied out. <laughs> <laughs> But I love it when right before you made the jump, you gave it the... <laughs> and that board was begging for mercy. <laughs> yeah, that board's long gone. That's, uh, too risky, man, because yeah. somebody makes that long dive hit their head. It's an unnecessary risk. Right? It's much yes, more it than is. a $2,500. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, you, know, you, don't, you don't like that. That's I got to go. Hey, I don't blame you. B. 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 Oh, here we go. Pat's heard that one, hasn't he? Oh, What's I, that? you know what? I don't tell know it, if he has or it. not. Uh, it's a Be famous it. soundbite that we use here in uh, GL. Okay, well, you go on. I'll listen go. to the sound. No, I want to hear your reaction. You are going to be quarantined, but you have a choice. Do you, A, quarantine with your wife and child, or B, B. <laughs> <laughs> whatever it is. Whatever it is, I'm taking B. B. <laughs> That's pretty good. Yes. That's pretty good. <laughs> Okay. All right. See you All right, later. son. All right, Sushi Boy. Right. See ya. Yeah, okay. Right. To be your best every day, you need proven quality sleep every night. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And that's where the sleep number bed comes in. And let me tell you, ever since I've had it, my sleep IQ score is just going higher and higher. And did you know eight out of 10 couples say that one of them sleeps too hot or too cold? Science tells us regulating your sleep temperature leads to higher quality sleep. For many couples, temperature struggles are a real challenge. So here are some tips to help you both sleep just right. Look for beds designed with temperature benefits such as the new Sleep Number Climate 360 Smart Bed that actively warms and cools each side so you both sleep blissfully comfortable. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Plus, special financing for a limited time. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash podcast one. Sleep Number, the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. Subject to credit approval, minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details.